answers prayer. Oh yes, he answers prayer. The Lord I serve answers prayer. Only Jesus answers prayer. He answers prayer. Oh yes, he answers prayer. He answers prayer. Oh yes, he answers prayer. The Lord I serve answers prayer. Only Jesus answers prayer. He sent his word and do what? He healed. From the first testimony to the last one, we can see that our God is faithful all the time. They rejected the doctor's pronouncement. The doctor's report was rejected. That is the faith. And by the time they got to India, everything disappeared. And I pray today, whatever is tormenting your life, shall disappear in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Our God answers prayer in his own time. He makes all things beautiful. Brother said they've been praying for how many years? Seven years. And that seven years today will just be like yesterday. That is what God do in our life. By the time your prayers are answered, you will forget all that has happened to you. That is how great our God is. He answers prayer. And brother testify. You see, when a light shines into darkness, what happens? Everywhere will be illuminated. That's exactly what happened in brother's place. There being darkness. God has sent him to that place. And somebody could not believe what has happened. God Almighty will use you also in the mighty name of Jesus. And when they see you, you see, when you see prince or princess, without anyone telling you, they will know that this is, you see the sign of royalty. You are the princess and prince of God Almighty. When they see you, they will see the glory of God in your life, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we want to bless your name for this testimony. We glorify you because you are going to do more. Father, we appreciate you. For Sister Jasmine, mother, we thank you for what you have done in her life. Thank you because you support their faith. We give you praise, we give you adoration. Being there exalted in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we bless you for what you have done in the company of Brother George. For good seven years they've been praying to you. And by the time the relocation will happen, it happens we are very close to his home. Father, we thank you. It is not by their own perfection. It is by your grace. We appreciate you, Lord. Thank you, Father, because you have touched the left of Brother Jignesh as well. In his working place, you are making a light to shine over the darkness of that company. We thank you because what you have done and they have seen the glory of God in, in your son. Father, we appreciate you once again upon all the testimony, even those that have not shared their testimony, Lord, we thank you. Those that don't want to come out to share the testimony, we thank you on their behalf. Father, we appreciate you for what you are going to do today. We bless you for what you are doing right now. And as we go into your word, 
Father, come and speak your word into our life in the mighty name of Jesus. Maybe there is a single word or a phrase or a sentence that you want your children to hold on to today. Father, I pray when that word is pronounced by you, they will have the discerning spirit to identify the word for them in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. We need your presence, Lord. Father, let your presence occupy this auditorium in the mighty name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God for what he has done in my life. Really, today, I, I was having a different schedule for... This uh, for our program. The schedule I was having indicated that Brother Emmanuel <laughs> will deliver the message this evening. So I was in a meeting when I noticed message from Pastor. Then I forwarded the Pastor to him, only for him to call me. Then I couldn't uh, answer him. I just sent message that uh, I talked to him later. Then he sent message to me, tried to inform me that I will be the one standing here. And the meeting ran up to around 5.15 or so. Then I called him. He had sent WhatsApp message to me, which I didn't take notes. Then I called him, he explained. I said, okay. Immediately I just told my boss, I said, I have to go home. He said, what is happening? I said, I have a program in the church this evening. And I'm going to stand in front of children of God to speak. So I thank God, I pray on my way that, Lord, what do you want me to tell people today? Then something just cropped into my mind, which God spoke to me, saying, His word heals. The word of God heals. So, I tried to view that word. And as I got home, immediately I just find myself somewhere to settle down and uh, inform my family not to disturb me. So, to cut the story short, God is good. Because he gave me excellent word to share with you this evening. And I believe that you are going to hold on to it in Jesus' name. You know we are in the season of the word of God. I know many of us, maybe because of time and whatever, we might have missed some of the word we are supposed to study daily. Am I saying the truth? Some of us might have missed one chapter or the other, but I want to encourage you. Read those words. Meditate on them. And God will teach you one or two things from those words. Hallelujah. As children of God, we need healing and deliverance. Healings and deliverance. And we should always try to recognize that this is required. Spiritually, physically, we need healing and we need deliverance. And we should freely allow the word of God, as we study this word, to register in our heart. The word of God to be in our life. When you are driving, when you are cooking, when you are bathing, let the word of God register itself in your word, in your mind. And I pray God Almighty, we grant you the spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Turn with me to Psalm 107. 
verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. God normally sends his word to bring healing and deliverance to our life. Because sometimes that is what we need. At times we need deliverance, we don't even know. There are some things we are doing. You may not seek, but you need deliverance of certain behavior, of certain way of our life. All this we need to recognize. So, all my message will be based on Psalm 107. Sometimes we may divert to another thing. So, open your Bible to Psalm 107. Now, come to think about it. When do you need deliverance? At what time you feel that you need deliverance? You need deliverance where the enemy has burned you. When you are in the, in the cage of enemy, you need deliverance. Verse 2 of Psalm 107, verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from, from trouble. the hands of enemy. I'm reading from King James Version. Verse 10. Some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in irons. Some sat in the darkness and in the shadow of death. Those people, they need deliverance. What darkness are you in? What shadow of death is after you? Is there anything bothering your mind? Is there anything disturbing you? If you have something behind your mind, you need victory. You need deliverance. So, when the enemy tries to band you together, you need deliverance. Verse 14, brother. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their chains in pieces. I pray that God will set you free and break all the chains of affliction in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So you need deliverance when the enemies has bound you. It may not be human enemy. It might be something that is giving you trouble. You need deliverance. When do you need deliverance? When you can't find your way, you need deliverance. It's not that you want to exit this hall, you don't know where to follow. No. You are confused. You are in a dilemma. You don't know whether to go right or left. You need deliverance. Verse 5, brother. No, verse 4, please. Verse 4. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They, they wandered in the, in, in the wilderness in a desolate way. They were lost completely. And what? They found no city to dwell in. They find no city to dwell. That, those are the children of Israel. They find no city to dwell. So they were just wandering up and down. At times the problem of the world will make you just to be wandering. You're, you might be here, sitting here. Your mind might be 
in, in Salala. And it's that situation you need deliverance. It's not all the accident that happened that is a mistake. Sometimes the mind of people have wandered away because of the trouble of their life. Such people need deliverance. You need deliverance when you are hungry or thirsty. Verse 5. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. And verse 9. And for he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Hungry and thirsty. There is no food for them in the, in the wilderness. And what happened? That's what verse 9 is saying. For he satisfies the lodging soul and feed the hungry soul with goodness. And I pray that God Almighty will feed you with goodness in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You cannot see why all the time when we pray, goodness and mercy shall follow us. How many days? All the days of our lives. Of what? All of our lives. Life. But you need to dwell where? In the house of the Lord. Don't allow your mind to wander away. Don't allow the problem of this world to take you away. You need deliverance so that it can feed you. It can give you water. You know, Jesus was telling that Samaritan woman that if you know who is talking to you, you will give me the water and he will give you the water that you will never test till again. Brethren, that same Jesus is what we are still calling today. He can still give you that water of life that you will never test till again. So you need deliverance when you are hungry or thirsty. Luke 5.53 He filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He filled the hungry with good things. Those that are hungry, he fed them with good things. I don't know what you are hungry of. It's not, I'm not talking time of hungry you have not eaten. You want the Spirit of God, you are hungry for the Spirit of God. He will feed you. Amen. You want financial, he will feed you. So begin to know the area, think of those areas that require God to feed you. With what? With goodness, as uh, that Luke 153 has said. He filled the hungry with good things. And I pray, as you go to the journey of this year, God will continue to feed you with good things in the mighty name of Jesus. When your soul is fainting, Within you, you need deliverance. Verse 9, again. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirsty for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Is your mind getting faint? Do you have any doubt in your mind? Are there those areas that you are praying to God last year that you are disturbed, that you have been crying unto the Lord? Brother said, for seven years they've been praying. That proximity to Dubai is still there. That notwithstanding, when it was time for them to move, 
God command, move your headquarter to Muscat. So, when your soul is, is fainting within you, you will know. You will recognize that time. That you are disturbed. You cannot sleep. You need deliverance. You need deliverance when you are in trouble and distress. That is what the verses is still saying. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble and he deliver them out of their distress. I don't know those areas that you are being troubled. Right now as you are sitting down, cry unto God. This is the area, Lord, that I need deliverance. This is the area of my life that I want you to deliver me. What is that distressing thing that is disturbing you? Commit it unto God. Right now as you are sitting. This is victory night. And the Lord will give you victory in the mighty name of Jesus. Talk to God. That God deliver me out of my distress. In Jesus name we have prayed. Hosea 5.15 says, I will return again to my place till they acknowledge their offenses. Then they will seek my face and in the affliction they will earnestly seek me. So you know those areas that is disturbing you. Seek the face of God this year. This is the year of the world. If you follow those verses that we have, uh, those chapters that we have uh, read, you will discover that yes, God is giving you the word. For every chapter you read, you read, there should be something for you to hold on to there. So when you are afflicted, you need deliverance. When you are hot, when something is paining you, you need deliverance. Verse ten. Those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons. Is there anything that has made you to sat to sit in the shadow of death? Or are you in a bondage? You need deliverance. That's what verse 10 is saying. If something is paining you, something hurts your feeling, something hurts your mind, you need deliverance. This is the year of the world. When you read the word, you will be set free in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. If you are the type that rebel, you need deliverance. <coughs> you will be wondering why I am saying this. Sometimes you might be rebelling within your mind as well. You, don't have to, you may not necessarily rebel with someone. When something is troubling you in your mind, you begin to, can I do it this way? Can I do something you are doing that you want to get away with it? You don't want to do it again. But your mind begins to fight themselves. No, 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 no. You don't know what to do. Verse 11. Because they rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. Yes. Are you despising the messages that you are hearing from here? You need deliverance. What the Spirit of God is telling you, are you abandoning it? You need deliverance. And that brings me to 
We say he sent his word. Why does he send his word? Why? Turn with me to Luke 4, 32. Because his word is voice. That is why he sent his, wo- his uh, word. His word is voice. Verse 32, Luke 4. And they were astonished at his teaching. For his word was with authority. The word of God is an authority. The word of Jesus is an authority. That is why he sent his word. He's, when he sent his word to heal that uh, girl, when the father came and said, my daughter is sick, he said, go. He sent his word and he was healed. She was healed. That is authority. His word was and is authority. That is why he sent his word. He is an authority that can never be disputed. Why does he send his word? John 10, 35. If we have been reading the daily Bible chapters, you might have come across this. John 10, 35. Because if he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. Because his word cannot be broken. You cannot shatter into pieces. Do you know how they, how they shatter word into pieces? Sometimes you are trying to talk to somebody. By the time he analyzes what you are saying, Suppose you are sharing the word of God. There are some people when you share the word of God to them, by the time they turn it round, you you will be confused. But the real word of God cannot be broken. It cannot be shattered into pieces. So whenever he speaks his word out, that word cannot be shattered. And I pray every word that I pronounce towards you, the word of God, shall not be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Why does he send his word? Because he has exalted his word above his name. Above his name. Psalm 138 verse 2. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Yes. He magnified his word above his name. That is why he sent that word. And that is what TBL have done this year. They have sent the word to you through our calendars. It's not just the word you are hearing from here. Daily word have been sent to you. That is why he has sent his word. If his word cannot be trusted, that means his name has no meaning. He said you have to pray. Whatever you ask for on my name. If you cannot trust those words, then you cannot trust his name. 
So because he has exalted his word above his name, that is why he sent his word. Why does he send his word? Because his word, the word of the Spirit, make the difference. Because his word, the word of the Spirit, makes the difference. First Samuel chapter 17, 50 to 51. You see the word, the sword of Davis, finished the enemy. First Samuel 17, 50 to 51. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out of his sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. His sword, his sword. David said he will kill Goliath and give his body to the bed of the sky. That is the word he sent before the action. His word is authority. His word is word. All you need to do is to command. You are the children of authority. All you need to do is to command. And God Almighty will speedily answer you. Because his word is word. Why does his, why does the, what does the word do when he sends his word? What does it do? Verse 2. Of 107. Let's see what the word do. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. When he sent this word, it redeems you and me. It redeems you and me. What does the world do? It delivers. Verse 13. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. He delivered them. He saved them. All the world that have been written in that calendar this year, read it. You will see the area where it will manifest in your life in Jesus' name. And those words that you are reading will deliver you. Amen. Whatever be the situation that you are going through right now, all you need to do is to study those words and it will set you free. Amen. Verse 19. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and He saved them out of their distresses. He saved them again. And to cap it all, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and healed them. And delivered them from their destructions. Yes. Whatever sickness that want to destroy your life this year, the Lord Almighty will destroy it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. He will set you free in Jesus' name. Amen. In that your working place, whatever trap that enemy is setting or devil is setting, his word that you are reading daily will deliver you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 
Whenever you are reading those words, daily words, try to highlight the key word. During the discipleship training, my instructor told me that for you to understand the word, read certain verse every day. Write it in the paper and put it in your pocket. With this, you will get used to the world. Praise the Lord. So, what does the world do? It breaks chain. Verse 10 again. 107 verse 10. Please remain in 107. Those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, bound in afflictions and irons. They were bound in affliction and iron. Verse 14. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their chains in pieces. Yeah, the word, as strong as it is, breaks every chain in our life. You see now, why you have to read the word? When you read the word, because here you are hearing message every Friday, Friday tonic, you are, you are receiving from here. But when you read the word daily and try to identify what God wants to tell you, every chain of your life shall be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So it was break chain. We all know what happened when Paul and Silas, when they were in, in prison. They were not looking at their situation. Even people were interceding for them. They keep praying and singing, rejoicing. And God held them from his throne and set them free. So, the word, he sent his word and that word healed. What does the word do when he sent it? It heals. That is verse 20 that we have read before. His word heal. That is why he sent his word. My voice might be cracking. So, but God is on the throne. Because it's him that has said you are going to be here today. And I believe that, yes, he has purpose for me to deliver today's message. And God is at work. So how do you get deliverance? What does it take for you and me to be delivered? What does it take for myself and you to be delivered? Number one, you must recognize your need. You don't need to pray amiss. You are praying without focusing. You must recognize what you need. For your victory this year, you, you must recognize what you need. How do you get delivered? You must seek to be in God's presence. You must do that this year. That is how you can get delivered. If you remain in your home, you are not seeking the presence of God. It's very dangerous. 
So you must seek the face of God. Isaiah 6. Verse 1 to 6. Because of our time, we may not read it, but you can read it on your own. When Isaiah was in God's presence, he saw himself. He saw himself. How do you get delivered? You must humble yourself before God. When you humble yourself, God Almighty will lift you up. James 4.10 James 4.10 Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up. You humble yourself in the presence of the Lord and He will lift you up. Don't become one of those people that I only, I only, I only. I only can do it. No. Humble yourself. God has given you that talent to do that. You need to humble yourself. You must be willing to be delivered. If you are sick, if you are not ready to take the medication, that is dangerous. You must be willing to be delivered. Some choose to remain in their bondage. They don't want to leave that kind of behavior that has put them in a cage. That secret sin, they don't want to give it up. God deliver me, God deliver me, but within your mind, you don't want to give it up. You are just like a dog that vomits and go back to it. You must choose not to remain in that bondage. Some are unwilling to humble themselves. They are not even ready to obey their authority. They are not ready to obey the people in authority. Brethren, you must be willing to humble yourself before God and before man. There are some people that they want change. They want the power of God to change their life. But they are not ready to change their heart. For you to be delivered, you must be ready to have a change of mind. You must be ready to give away those things that is like a filter garment in the presence of God. For you to be delivered, you must cry out to God. Verse 6, again. Verse 6 of Psalm 107. Then they, cry out then to they the cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them out of their distresses. If you are sick, if you are not approaching the doctor, how will you get well? You must be ready to cry unto the Lord. As you are studying the word, you must identify those areas that, yes, you need to use those verses to pray. 
So, you must cry out to the Lord. Verse 13, again. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. What trouble are you? Brother, I'm reminding you, I'm telling you now that you need to cry out unto the Lord. And He will deliver you from that trouble. Is it your job? Is it your children? Is it your spouse? Is it your relative? You are praying. It seems there is no answer. Keep praying unto God. Keep crying unto God. He will deliver you from that trouble. Another verse, they cry unto the Lord. Verse 19. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And He saved them out of their distresses. Now, the first verses say they cry out of the, they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them out of their distress. Verse thirteen again, He delivered them out of their distress. Nineteen also, He delivered them out of their distress. What is that mountain before you? What is that mountain before you that you are thinking? God cannot remove. Within twinkling of an eye, the mountain will disappear. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So sometimes, as children of God, we need this word to deliver us and heal us. At times, it's not just physical healing. Or physical deliverance. It might be your soul. It might be your, your, your mindset. It might be your body and soul. That's what I'm trying to say. Physically and spiritually. You need to cry unto the Lord to deliver you. So when you ask for your own need. You ask for what you require. You ask God that this is the area that, Lord, I want you to touch me. This is the area of my life that I want you to, to deliver me. He will sign this word. And his word will do what? His word will deliver you. If you are sick, if you send his word to your life, what happens? His word will heal. He will send his word to bring me and you, from that affliction. But condition is there. You need to cry out. You need to table it before God. Psalm 107 verse 20, He sent His word and healed them. And de delivered them from their destruction. Matthew chapter 8 verse 8. Matthew chapter 8, verse 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. The man humbled himself. The centurion, he humbled himself. He said, I am not worthy. To do what? To come under my roof. Read on. But only speak a word and my servant will be healed. See? All he needs from him is to just speak his word so that his servant will be healed. 
the same Jesus we are still talking today. The same Jesus we are still discussing. The same Jesus we have been praying to. All you need is for you to cry out. The problem that you shared, even with ordinary people, is half solved. But provided you share with somebody with the Spirit of God. There are some people when you share your concern with them, they begin to give you examples that begin to make your hair spin. You need to cry unto the Lord. Lord, this is the area of my life that I want you to touch me. This is the area of my life that I want you to do that miracle in my life. That centurion, he says it's not worthy for Jesus to come to his home. But all he needs from him is just for him to pronounce, to speak his word so that his servant will be healed. Psalm 30 verse 2. Verse 2. Oh Lord my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. Hallelujah. How many of us want to cry unto the Lord this night? You want God to set you free. That Jesus is always with you in your home. We are the children of light. Wherever you go, that light of God is following you. That is why I say, even though you walk through the valley of shadow of death, you shall fear what? No evil. Because the light is following you. But you need to cry unto the Lord. When that situation arises, that you are confused, in your spirit, Cry unto the Lord. He will set you free. So, this night, you want to cry unto the Lord? You want to cry unto the Lord? You know this area that you want God to touch your life. Brethren, this is time for you to step forward so that the Lord will hear your cry. So, Verse 30, that's Psalm 20. Oh Lord my God, I cry unto you and you heal me. You want to cry unto the Lord this evening, this night, and you want God to heal you? Brethren, let's begin to come out and table everything before God. Why I call the, uh, call the uh, council and the leaders to come forward and pray for people that want God to touch them, that want God to heal them. What is that area of your life? That you need healing. That you want him to send his word to you. It's time for you to table it before God. It's time for you to recognize that Lord set me free. You have to put it before God. If you keep it to yourself, it is very dangerous. You want to stand in the gap for somebody. You know someone. That you want to cry on his behalf. 
to the Lord that Lord set him free. Set him free. For the remaining of us begin to tell God, Lord, these are the areas of my life. I want to cry unto you. I'm crying unto you. Set me free. Our God does not know joke. This is the first victory of the year. God Almighty is ready to set you free. He's ready to deliver you from that affliction. He's ready to make that things work for you. Cry unto the Lord. Cry unto Him. Verses, Psalm 107 verses say, then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble. Cry unto the Lord in your trouble. He will set you free. Statistics say, then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. What is that trouble? The Lord Almighty is here to set you free. Alpha and Omega. You are Yahweh. Alpha and Omega.
shall we stand as we bring the service to a close and I was I just want us to think of that one phrase which kept coming back God's word heals it doesn't matter what the issue is God's word restores so let's hang on to that because without God's word, we are in trouble. But with God's word, we have nothing to be troubled about. We have nothing to fear. It says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, For the word of God is living. It's not dead. So when God speaks, it works. When God says something, it will happen. Hold on to it. God's the word of God is living and powerful. It is powerful. You have the authority to use God's word. Because it is a powerful word that you can utter. And demons will flee. Mountains will be flattened. Okay. Any obstacle in front of you will be brought down. Because that's the word of God. It's not your word. It's not my word. Let's remember that Jesus Christ used the word of God to stop Satan. Let us learn to use the word of God. Church, take a minute to talk to God right now. Speak back to God his word. Tell him, this is what you have told me, bring it to pass. Remember the words of scripture. Whether you learned it long time back or just last yesterday or today. Whatever God has told you, speak it back to him and say, God, these are your words, bring it to pass. God is not a liar. When he says his word, it comes to pass. And God's words are healing. They heal us of sickness, they heal us of job situations, they heal us in financial difficulties, they heal 
relationships. They restore our losses. Everything that we have, it's God's word which does it. Church, take a minute to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for you have again reminded us that your word is all-powerful. Your word is living. Your word can do it. And Father God, we just want to say thank you, Lord. Because we, in our hands, we hold your word, Lord. Father God, you have spoken to us so many words of promise. And Father God, we want to remember every bit of those promises, Lord Father. And activate them in our life. And receive the blessings that you have already promised unto us, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the word which was brought this day, Lord Father. And we thank you, Lord, for the word that you put into the, into the heart of your servant, Lord Father. That he could bring it across to us to remind us that this year we are going to depend on God and his word. We are neither turning to the right nor to the left, but we are going to trust the word of God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you for every one of us gathered here, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that even as we depart from this place, we will go remembering that your word is a healing word. We, th we thank you. We give glory unto you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you, church.